0: to another episode of Some Things, Some Places, at Certain Times. Now, this episode is going to be a bit different in a few ways. First, I'll start with some not so good news. Uh, Sean will not be in this episode because he is still in Japan and I have moved back to the United States. And just the time difference between where I am with central time and where he is in Japan makes it really difficult for us To find a time that works for both of us. And we haven't been able to get anything going so far. That's why there's also been quite a long gap since the last episode. But there's so many movies that I want to talk about that we want to talk about together. So I will make sure that we find a time that works. And I'll hold off on some episodes to make sure I can talk about them with him. For example, I just saw the new Dragon Ball Super movie, and of course he is in Japan, so I would love to hear what he has to say about it and his perception after seeing it when it came out in Japan. But for now, I'm going to talk about some things that you know, I'm not so desperate to make sure both of us are here for. I just want to make sure we get some episodes going, because there's a lot of movies that come out, that I watch, and I just love to talk about movies. So, I wanted to get another episode going. So, this episode, I will be talking about The Gray Man, the Netflix movie that came out a few weeks ago, about a month ago. And, hopefully, you can enjoy this even without my guest, my friend, joining. And, another difference is this episode will be the first episode that will be added to YouTube. It is going to be just the thumbnail, the poster that's on the podcast for Spotify with the audio, but it will be on YouTube, available as well on my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Carson Woody. So you can listen to it there as well and share it to other people and watch it for anyone who does not have Spotify. So now I'm going to get into the episode. Talking about The Gray Man. Directed by the Russo Brothers, starring Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. I liked it. As always, we're going to start without spoilers. So let's talk about some basics in the beginning. The actors, first and foremost. I think all the acting was good. I really liked it. Um, Chris Evans was good. I really liked his character. He was funny and he really fits his part, in my opinion. At least, you know, the way he portrays it is really good. And I remember seeing something... I don't remember if it was the Russo brothers saying this. I think it was maybe one of them was saying... Chris Evans in real life is so... His personality is so different from Captain America. Which is, of course, perhaps his most famous role that people have seen him in. And he's much more... I guess, well, not that Captain America isn't friendly, but he's very, you know, understated, kind of shy, especially at the beginning. He's not a very uh, extroverted character, whereas Chris Evans really is a lot more like that, and this character seemed to be... He's definitely louder, he's definitely... Obviously, he's the villain in this movie, so he's more crass, uh, offensive, and... (laughs) some ways he's not a good person of course but he's uh, he's a very fun character and i think the big personality i think chris evans really brought that big personality to life ryan gosling i think he always plays the kind of more understated person i think maybe that's more like his actual personality but i still like the character and i i think it fits the role really well he was Going through some wild stuff is an interesting position for a character to be in. And I think the acting was good. Ana de Armas was good. All the other supporting cast was good. And it was really enjoyable. It was your good action. It was uh, nothing mind-blowing. Nothing like... uh, Nothing about this made me think, wow, this is like the best movie I've seen in a while. It was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I liked the action. It wasn't super great, but it wasn't bad either. I liked it. My... Now, to talk about the action. The action was good. A lot of the hand-to-hand close combat stuff was good. The gun stuff was mostly pretty good. Some of the sequences I felt were a bit over the top, like, uh, well, sorry, I won't get into spoilers yet. Some sequences felt a bit over the top. It was a lot, and they just seemed a little more unbelievable, whereas others were, you know, much closer. It's it's a very large-scale story and plot, this movie you know, it's one of those, it's in a lot of locations, and they have, like, city-wide destruction in a lot of big cities, and it just seems like, like I said, it's over the top, and, you know, sometimes that's fun, it's cool, and it's enjoyable to see some over-the-top stuff, like, everything, everywhere, all at once is definitely over the top in many ways, but this was, um... You know, it just seemed like this the whole cities were being destroyed for a supposedly secret mission or something. So it's just one of those where it seems a little too unrealistic. It's kind of hard to get past that at some points. And some of the sequences, you can tell they're using CGI body doubles and... It just, like, goes to show, like, this obviously was over the top. Because they had to put in a a CG body. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Just because it wasn't flawless CGI doesn't mean it was a bad thing. But it just seemed like it was all kind of beyond realism. And the fact that they had to use a CGI body double kind of, I think, speaks to that. And just kind of confirms that point. So, yeah, the action, I liked it. Like I said, the the hand-to-hand, the close combat fighting was all really good. There is some details about weapon usage that I thought was really good and interesting and realistic, which I will mention later, but there were also some sequences that just in general the whole sequence was too much. Which I will go into further detail later. The plot. I liked the plot. The overall story is good. uh, For those who don't know. Without spoiling it. Ryan Gosling plays this guy. uh, A gray man. Who basically operates within without the law. Secret agent. He's a prisoner who gets hired by the government to... Basically be an assassin or do all these kinds of secret missions if anything goes wrong. He's a prisoner. He he doesn't exist. The gray man. He exists in the gray area of the law. Sort of thing. So. You know these prospects always leave a lot to the imagination. They always really give you a, a lot that you can do. And you know I like secret agent stuff. The action. And things like that. So. It's cool, it's interesting, and it is a story I like. If they did a sequel to this, I would be happy to watch it, and I think it would be really cool. But I also think it's just fine on its own, because the story does kind of, you know, it doesn't leave it obviously open for a sequel. And I think that's fine, as it is. The music, nothing about the music really stood out to me. I can't think of anything musically that made me think, wow, I really like this soundtrack or the sound effects or anything like that. It was just, um, you know, it was, it was good enough. It, there's nothing negative to say about it, but there's nothing particularly remarkable about the music either. So, the biggest thing is just some some things feel a bit unbelievable some things are a little like it was just a little bit too much and it's not a perfect, it's not the, the best movie of the year or of the month even but um, it's good, it's enjoyable and it's on Netflix, so if you have Netflix and you have the time to watch it it's two hours go ahead and watch it, it's definitely worth watching in my opinion Now, I'll give it a a rating out of my 10 points. I I would give it a 7, I think is what I'll say. And, yeah, it's a 7. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I'll recommend it to other people. If you like action in general, I think this is quite a good action movie. It's very enjoyable. If you like the actors, I think you'll like it. There's a lot of stuff in it that's really cool. It's fun, entertaining. It's nothing incredible, nothing that blows my mind or, you know, is game-changing. But it is a good, fun movie if you're sitting at home and you want to watch something on Netflix. So that's it. 7 out of 10. Now, from here on out, I will get into spoilers. So, if you haven't seen it yet... Stop listening now, and go ahead and give it a watch. Now I will be getting into spoilers. So, I have a few notes written down, and let me just take a look through them here, starting from I was writing these down as I watched the movie. One of the first things I noticed was, uh, now a lot of these are some small details that I thought were good or bad. So let me just go through my list here. The first thing I have is the challenge and password. There is a point in the movie where Ryan Gosling's character is going to uh, Six. It's the character's name, Six. He is getting picked up. He's getting on a plane to go somewhere. And the guy asks, or he asks, do you have a challenge and password? I forget exactly how the exchange goes, but the, they basically ask for a challenge to which someone says a word, and the other person asks for the password, to which they reply with the password. That's not how you use actual challenges and passwords. So it's one of those things, you know, when you know about it, it bothers you. Of course, with my military experience, I know about some of these things, especially when it comes to action or military movies, and they bother me. Because they get so many things wrong. And that's not the reason for movies being bad, but sometimes if it just gets everything wrong, it's like it's nobody even bothered to check. Now, with the challenge and password, the way it works is you use the challenge in a sentence. If you're guarding something, right, so like the people who are working on the plane, guarding the plane, they would speak a sentence with the challenge used as a word in that sentence. And then six would come up and use the password in a sentence. For example, if the challenge is blue and the password is rain, then it would be something like, Hi, have you seen that blue sky today? And then the password would be used in something like, Oh, I don't know, I think it's going to rain. So that way, if anyone any enemies are listening they don't know what the actual challenge and password is cuz if they just say it then anyone can then walk up and use the challenge and password which is kind of redundant so or kind of useless at that point so that's one of those things that just stuck out to me as a movie it it really doesn't affect the movie at all right but for those who know it sticks out but for those who don't it has nothing to do with the plot or really anything, so, yeah, that's just one thing I noticed that I wrote down. The next thing I have is there's a point where uh, Chris Evans' character, Lloyd Hansen, says, Who, liked cat? Excuse me, Who likes cats? I happen to know for a fact Chris Evans is a big dog person. You might have seen it on social media or in the news. He talks about dogs a lot, and I don't think he hates cats. But he's like, if, if you like cats, then why don't you just like dogs? Because they're better. Or something like that. He's a big dog person. So I think that... I don't know if uh, that's why it was in the movie or who wrote the script. But um maybe he even ad-libbed it. I don't know. But that just stuck out to me. I was like, hey, <laughs> that's funny. I happen to know Chris Evans prefers dogs. So... Maybe that's a bit of his personality coming through into the character. And like I said, I think he was really good in this movie. I really liked his character. So that's uh, another little thing. I think if you're a Chris Evans fan, you will know this. And when you hear it, you'll enjoy it. Now, uh, the next thing I have is the skydiving scene. The plane is is basically crashing. There's a fight on the plane, and... And people falling out of the plane, and there's a skydiving scene. Now, normally, I think maybe if this came out ten years ago, that'd be fine. There's lots of CGI body doubles in this and everything. I think, I don't even know, maybe the whole scene is CGI. And it just seems, again, a little over the top, a little unrealistic. And I think what makes it more difficult is that when Mission Impossible Fallout came out, they had a very famous skydiving scene, which was all done for real in camera. And they spent like a year practicing rehearsing to get that right. And the fact that they did all that for real, and then this movie had so many CGI body doubles, where you know, you can tell it's a CGI. It's just it just makes it seem all the more unrealistic. Like it's again, it's just too much. The the concept of the scene is just a little too much, a little too unbelievable, a little unrealistic, it just goes beyond what you think is capable with the characters and the physics of it all. So that scene I think is a bit of a negative for me. It's just one of those that's just a little too much. Now the scene with um, I don't remember the character's name. Uh, Just give me a second and I will look it up. But when Six goes to get a new passport, finds the guy to basically give him a new identity to go on the run. Uh, Laszler Souza. that's the character's name, played by Wagner Mora. When he goes to Laszlo Sosa's place to get the new identity to be hidden and then he captures him with the trapdoor I thought that was cool the little exchange was cool like I think it was good enough to show that this character was really you know taking his time to make sure he captured him properly not giving himself away not giving away his true intentions Right, and then he gets him with a trap door, which is, you know, pretty unexpected, I think. You know, I guess maybe not unexpected, but, like, who really has a trap door in their basement? So, it was fun. It was cool. I liked the scene. I liked the actor. But later, when he's about to escape, and the Lloyd Hansen's team shows up, and he fills the whole thing with water, and then causes an explosion, and I don't remember this perfectly, and, you know, it's hard to tell everything that goes on, but it looked like there was maybe a bit of an air pocket at the top before the explosion went off, so the explosion wouldn't really work that way. It depends on where exactly the explosive was, if it was right against the door or not, but... If it if it was if the explosive was under the water, then it probably wouldn't have opened the door. If the explosive was attached to the door and six was underwater, then that might work, but still that's you're putting a lot of pressure. An explosion in water. Now this is what I did in the army, was I dealt with explosives. So this stuff really sticks out to me in movies. An explosion with water is much stronger, because it's a shockwave, basically, and it's just causing the particles to push against each other. Just like a wave in the ocean flows through, the same thing happens in air. But it happens even more in water, because water is much more dense. The same way that sound travels faster through water, that happens with explosions, and... They don't travel through mediums. Like, they don't travel from air through water. Or from water through air. But within the same medium, it'll travel for a while. And within water, it'll be extra strong. Anytime someone has an explosion underwater, they're probably screwed. In any movie, they'll probably be dead. Like, especially in a confined space. There's no doubt about it. Even in open air. If it's indoors, you're probably going to die. Like, you can't really... There are very few explosive devices that you could detonate indoors in an enclosed space that would not kill everyone in the room just because of the pressure. So that's something was, uh I thought it was cool to see his little... He's kind of trying to MacGyver his way out of it. It's a little inaccurate, but... Um, you know, it's, it's an explosion. It, explosions are always wrong in movies, so that's not going to take away from it for me, but it's just one of those things that sticks out. And if I guess if so many things stick out, then it kind of affects the movie overall. But on its own, I still like the scene. Later on, there is a... I don't, I don't know if it's in that same scene or in a, a later scene, but there was a grenade indoors. That, for example... Everyone said, "Like you're not gonna survive." Oh, that's right. He's at the very end of that scene after he breaks out of the trapdoor well prison thing, and uh, he's with uh, Lloyd Hansen's character, and he drops the grenade to, you know, force him to let him go, so they both have a chance to run away. Even if you have something up protecting you, like blocking the direct line to the blast, just the pressure. Of a grenade indoors. Probably going to kill everyone. So. There's not really anything you can do about it. Unless you get into a different room. Or outside. Now later on. There is a an explosion. When Six. Goes to another character. Give me a second to find that. Goes to. I believe it's Maurice Cahill. He goes to. Maurice Cahill's apartment, and then they track him down there again, and they're, you know, gonna kill or capture all of them, and as Ryan, as Six and uh, Danny Miranda, Ana de Armis' character, get out, then Maurice Cahill stays behind to blow up her apartment, and blow up all the people that are... In the building all of uh, Lloyd Hansen's team and there really wouldn't be an explosion because the windows were open so the gas wouldn't have anything to build up to build the pressure which would then an explosion would be you know it the pressure getting too high and then bursting out if the windows open the pressure can't build so there wouldn't be an explosion there could be a fire definitely but there probably wouldn't have been an explosion, especially not with that little amount of time for the gas to build up. But, again, it's a movie. Like, these kinds of explosions and secret agent movies are pretty common. So it's, it's kind of a, um, a trope of the genre. So I think that's going to stick around. So it's just one of those things, again, that's a little inaccurate but then again it pops up everywhere so it doesn't really take away from the movie because it's almost like a, a standard in an action or a spy movie or something like that so one thing I did like when we're talking about explosions was that later in the movie there's a grenade launcher that sounded accurate to my recollection of uh Using a grenade launcher, which was quite some time ago, but I like get the uh, little—it's a—it's a very small sound, you know. It doesn't sound like a gun, of course. more just like the doo doo—that kind of sound that it had in the movie. That was accurate, and the use of the weapon seemed pretty accurate. The use of weapons in general, I thought, was was pretty good in this movie. Um, Except for one, there is a scene where they use an RPG, a rocket-propelled grenade, and it's accurate. RPGs are not very accurate. That's why the U.S. Army doesn't really use them. We use a much more expensive type of uh, rocket grenade, which is uh, very different. It's very expensive, and it's single-use. An RPG, you can use, you can reload, and with another grenade rocket, and use it again. But the, um, but they're they're not very accurate. So the fact that they often seem accurate in movies is kind of, you know, uh, another thing, just another inaccuracy that always happens in movies. And if you know about it, then you know about it. Now. There was some other things, like um, the character, again, another thing I I liked about Chris Evans' character and his acting, again, I don't know who who wrote this line, or if Chris Evans came up with it or anything, or something like that, if it was pre-planned or ad-libbed in the moment, but I don't remember the line exactly, but Chris Evans' character, Lloyd Hansen refers to Six as a Ken doll. And Ryan Gosling is playing Ken in the upcoming Barbie movie. So I thought that was another cool real-life reference done by Lloyd Hansen. And I like to see those things. It's just cool, you know, if you're a a movie fan, if you're a fan of the actors and of the the film industry and you kind of know these things that are going on, then it's, it's fun to see, you know, this isn't the most serious movie. This isn't the most incredible movie, of course, like I said. So it's it's cool. If they can make some uh, funny references like that to, like, not really breaking the fourth wall, but those things for, for people who are watching the movie, the fans who know what's going on with the different actors and things like that, I think that's that's always fun. Now later, six is excuse me, six character, and well, six is the character. Ryan Gosling's character, and Ana de Armas's character, Danny Miranda. They are at the hospital, and when they're fighting um, a Viksan, the the Indian assassin, they are in this fight, and it goes to the outside of the hospital, and it is, it's a scene where she is, I think she's like up on the roof or something, and she's trying to run after uh, Avixan, and because I believe at this point he may have, he may have taken the, the asset, the, the data port that they, they were going after in the movie, but they're chasing after him, I was trying to stop him, and she says, throw me the gun. And then she tries to use the gun, and it's not loaded. She runs off before he throws the ammo. And then she's like, why would you do that? And he says, no one throws a loaded gun. I just want to say, that is proper discipline. That is proper gun handling and gun care. Of course, you never want to throw a loaded weapon. So, that makes sense. Six is character. Six excuse me, Ryan Gosling's character, Six, knows what he's talking about. So that's some good stuff, and I liked that. So just as many inaccurate things for people who understand weapons, there are some really good accurate things as well, like this and the grenade launcher as well was another thing that I thought was good. Now, one last thing I have to kind of a complaint about, is the the ending scene in the, I guess, the, the castle, where the big fight's going on towards the end, and again, that, that whole thing, some parts of it seem kind of over the top, where part of the, the building is collapsing, and they're jumping off, and you see they got the CGI body doubles again, because the whole thing is just a little too over the top. So, yeah, that, that scene, I thought most of it, a lot of it was good. And, of course, it's the big climax, so you expect something big. Um, that scene, as well as the train scene, or not the train, the like the tram scene, when they're going throughout the city and then the tram crashes into everything, I thought a lot of it was really good and really cool. And the stuff like when Six was on top of the tram... And he uses the reflection in the building to aim his shot and hit someone in the tram. I thought that was really cool. And I really liked it. But then at the end, when the tram crashes into something and it tumbles over, they're like. It's like citywide destruction in what should be secret agents. And I understand the part of Lloyd Hansen's character. He doesn't care about this stuff, so he just does what he needs to do to get the job done. But then. You know, the job doesn't get done anyway, so it's just uh, a little over the top. Just like my main complaint about this movie, some of the sequences are just too much. Maybe too ambitious, maybe they could have directed it better, but I think in the just the level of destruction and action is just a little over the top and takes it beyond the point of uh, really believability. And in the end of the last fight, again, the same. It's just the level of destruction. Everything seems a little bit over the top, a little too much. And then at the very end, the last fight, when they're in the, in the water, in the fountain pond that they have in the middle of the maze, I thought that was uh, that was good. Except when he first, before they start fighting in the fountain, Six could have just shot Lloyd Hansen in the face when he grabs the girl, Claire. Like, you always see this in movies, like, he wasn't that far away. He could have definitely got the shot right, you know, given how accurate he is, especially with that tram scene, where he's able to hit someone with a reflection on a moving tram. So, yeah, like, he should have just taken the shot. Whenever people are, like, grab a hostage and, you know, in this case he grabs a little girl, of course she's not going to cover him. I don't think you're going to be able to react quickly enough to actually shoot your hostage. Now, I don't know what happens when people get shot. If their hand muscles maybe tense up, maybe that would be a real thing, I don't know. But it just seems like, why don't you just end it right there? Instead he's got to convince him to let her go away so that they can fight hand-to-hand, but that fight in the end I liked, I enjoyed it, and I'm not a, you know, martial arts, I'm not a hand-to-hand fighting person, I don't really know much about that, so these things, I don't know if they're accurate or not, but I think it looked good, and it was believable, and it was enjoyable, and the the last note that I've written down that I noticed while watching the movie, there's a producer with a name that... His name was Viet, and it just, it was the same name as uh, one of the classmates that me and Sean had, so I just thought that was interesting, and I would have brought that up with Sean, but unfortunately this episode will have to do without him, but in general, yeah, I thought this movie was good, I liked it, I enjoyed it, if you have the time, it's on Netflix, so, you know, go ahead and watch it, if you like any of the actors in it, of course, Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, the main two, but Ana de Armas, Billy Bob Thornton are uh, quite prominent characters in it as well. Kind of the main supporting cast, as well as Jessica Henwick. I like her as well. So there's a lot of recognizable faces in it, and it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. A little bit too much. In my opinion sometimes. But in general. I really like it. And I recommend it. It's on Netflix. So there's no reason you. Don't need to watch it. If you have Netflix anyway. So yeah. Is it the Russo Brothers best work? I don't think so. I think maybe they could have done better with this one. But you know they did a good job. I I can't really tell you. How to make the movie better. I'm no professional. And these guys. Are very good professionals, but yeah, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed it. It's a fun time. I give it a 7 out of 10. (coughs) Thank you for listening. Please like and share and help us get the word out there, and we will keep making more episodes. And if word spreads about this and more people listen, then we will be able to support it even more and make sure we get more episodes out there. We can do a video version as well where we record ourselves on a video call and record it that way. And I hope you liked it, and thank you for listening.